Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. That's the Sugar Babes on RNIB Connect Radio with Ugly. You're listening to The Morning Mix. I tell you, a little lady who is not ugly in the slightest. In fact, she's very beautiful. Is the lovely Emily Davison, our fashionista from Fashionista. And she's telling us how we can be beautiful too. Hello, Emily. Hello. Well, I don't know about um, being not ugly today. I just feel like, oh my gosh, I'm a wreck. I've been up, for, I was up for such a long time. I had to get up very early to get back from bar, spa. And I had a work meeting in the evening and um, I'm feeling a bit worse for wet. I feel like my skin, my hair, everything needs a bit of a looking after. So I feel a bit like yuck today, but never mind. <laughs> you know, I feel a little bit the same, Emily. I'm having kind of dental problems. Um, and yeah, I, I also, I went to the dentist the other day and he was a little bit rough with my mouth and it's a bit bruised. And, you know, I'm, I'm just not feeling myself do you know what I mean I'm not feeling myself um so I need to go back to the dentist and <laughs> get this sorted out but uh it, it's amazing how these things can make you just feel really unattractive but we don't want people to feel unattractive today we want them to feel absolutely gorgeous because uh you are going to be uh talking about the fact that even if you can't see if you want to wear eye makeup you still can yeah, definitely. I mean, I get a lot of questions about this whenever I do like a tutorial or I do a review of an eyeshadow palette or something like that. And people always say, well, how do you do your makeup if you can't see? Um, and it's a really big question. And it seems a, what I've found that a lot of people who have sight loss are attracted to their eye makeup, which is the, the thing that they want to get perfect the most, which I kind of find very interesting because I think if you research the psychology of that, it would say a lot about how we feel about our eyes wanting to make them look presentable and how we want our eyes to be a positive thing, which is what I actually wrote about in an article for Love Your Eyes campaign for RNIB a few years ago about the psychology of it. Um, And, uh, you know, it's something that we all love. And I think eye makeup is probably one of the most expressive things you can do because it's you can use a lot of colours. And, I mean, you see some of these people who do, like, makeup artistry and they'll do an actual scene on their eye and it's beautiful. Um, But certainly, I think, for every day, you can really mix colours and you can be really experimental on your eyes. I think more so than any other part of your face. I think the eyes is the part where you can really play with colours and um, let your creativity flow. Absolutely. You know, I think, and I I don't know about you, Emily, but I know that when I could see, uh, now I was 19 the last time I saw myself. So undoubtedly, you know, my face has changed shape. It's it's aged. I wear my hair differently. I mean, there's so much that, you know, has changed in the way I look since I was 19. Uh, You know, we're talking 20 years ago almost 21. <clears throat> anyway, um, I, I used to always get people compliment my eyes and my eye makeup. And uh, it's, it's one, I think we've lost Emily, actually, we shall try and get her back on in uh, just a second. I think she's there. Now are you there, Emily? I am there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we lost you for just a second. No, but what I was trying to say was people used to compliment me on my eyes and my eye makeup. And when I lost my sight, it became the one thing that I just felt very 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 ugly uh, because it was the one thing that people used to compliment me on yeah and I think it's, it's it's one of the things that we you know we we love the most because a lot of people always hear about you know all these different eyeshadow palettes and um you know it's something that I think people always imagine is the hardest thing to do because it's about blending and it's about putting it on certain areas and unlike other parts of your face where you just do blush you just do one thing or 
lipstick you just do one thing with this you're you're, you're essentially you can do you can you can blend into the crease you can do um the shadowing on the inner, like in the outer corner you could do the highlight on the inner corner you can put eye like eyeliner on the waterline you know and there's all different things you can do as opposed to just one technique um and that's why i think people get really scared of it because it's like it sounds like this really daunting chasm of you know techniques and terminology and brushes and colors and it's, it, it can be a bit scary when you're not used to it Oh, very much so. And I think with eyeshadow, you know, if you are scared of it and you can't see anything, uh, then maybe it's, it's, you know, practice with a friend, um, practice with somebody that you really trust and, and go for the lighter kind of neutral colours to start with until you get, you know, a bit more experienced and a bit more confident. And then you can work on that and go bolder and start changing colours. And you know yourself what colours kind of suit what do you know what I mean and what colors suit you because if you can get somebody to to even you know tell you over a beauty counter well you know your eyes are this color and your skin tone is this color so I think this color would suit you then you know you can work on that you can build on that definitely and I mean I was in Bath obviously I went for a long weekend to to, uh, to Bath Spa with Victor children and uh, there was a group of us and uh, a big group of us girls all went to um, the Space and K and the guys were like sod that I'm we're going off we're, we're going away and then we went into uh, Space and K and we were all looking at different things and um, some of the girls were not really as used to eye makeup um, as I was or you know they was asking about sort of ideas for things that they could use and um, you know what actually the girls were really lovely in Space and K I have to say and they were you know suggesting all these things and then one of the things that I think comes up a lot that a lot of visually impaired people who are getting used to eye makeup love are cream shadows or like cream shadow sticks and the reason they're so good is because they're so blendable but you don't get any fallout with powder like you do with the ones uh, in the powder form so you basically just take your shadow stick you put it on your eye and then you blend it out a bit on the on the lid or whatever or you could get a one for the for the outer corner as well and then draw a little X on the outer corner and blend it in. You don't have to use brushes, you can use fingers, and they're really simple. And, I mean, there are very expensive ones, but there are very cheap ones. I mean, I love all different ones. I've got lots of them by um, the brand Laura Mercier. They're some of my favourite ones. But then equally, I've got loads from Kiko, and they're really affordable. And I've got some from even um, NYX and Barry M. So they are, you know, there are loads of them, and loads of brands are bringing these kind of things out now, these cream shadow sticks. And um, they're really good if you're starting to get into eye makeup. And then when you know what sort of colours suit you or you know kind of a basic look, then you could start adding things like a matte colour to the crease. Um, and of course, when you're when we're talking about the crease, it very much depends on what kind of eye shape you've got because when you're putting a darker colour into the crease, you're trying to create shadow and trying to you know accentuate that area. And um, if you've got hooded eyes, you need to bring it up a bit higher than your natural crease because your natural crease would get... Um, you know, it would get shrouded in in the, in the in your hooded eyes, so you wouldn't be able to see it. Um, but if you've got kind of, if you don't have hooded eyes, you don't have to worry about that. So I think try a lid colour and then an outer V, so the outer corner of your eye. Try that, that those two colours first. Maybe a bit of highlight on the brow bone, and then when you're used to that, start adding things like the crease colour, like a transitional shade. You can start adding more colours into it as you get more used to it. Um, and then just start adding things in. That's because that's what I did. I started with the two essential things. And then as I got more confident, I started bringing more elements of that into my eye makeup. And now I do, you know, all sorts of makeup looks. You know, I'm not afraid to go with really nice, like, bold colours. So it's just about adding a step as you go along and not trying to do it all in one day. Because, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and uh, neither is an eyeshadow look, essentially. 
No, very much so. I, th- I think the other thing that people always ask me about is my mascara. Now, I have to say, you know, I do cheat a little bit um, in that I do have individual false eyelashes that I get done once a month. And, you know, they save me so much time in the morning when it comes to, to mascara. And I have them done quite naturally, um, but it looks like I've got mascara on. My bottom lashes, I still put mascara on. So I am putting on mascara every day, but it just saves me that bit of time. But a lot of people will ask, you know, how do you do mascara when you can't see? And I would always say, if you are really frightened of it, then go and get your eyelashes tinted. Tinted, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. And, and here's then... a clear mascara. Yeah, that's what that's what I did when I started off. I mean, I still get them tinted now because I like I like the finish I get with tinted. I like the fact that it's, I don't have to put mascara on every single lash, and I don't like it feeling really caked on my eyes. I only like putting mascara on the outer lashes just to give them a little bit of more volume. So when I get them tinted, I don't have to put mascara everywhere, which is why I like it. Um, and it is that is quite something nice, quite nice to do. It's quite relaxing actually. You know, just sit there with your eyes closed for like ten minutes while they put you the tint on. It's quite nice. Um, but you know, you, I I tend to say you can use things like smaller, like little um, like mascara ones, like the sample sizes. If you don't want to use a really big one, um, you know, you can use like eyeshadow shields underneath your eyes to prevent you getting any uh, clumps of uh, mascara on your, um, you know, your under eye area. Because I know I used to do that a lot. Um, and also another really good hack is hold a spoon over your eyelid and then put the mascara on. Um, because this will kind of act like a bit like a guard when you're putting your mascara on um, and it actually does work it's a hack that I tested out on one of my videos that I did a few months ago um, called eyelash hacks and um, I, it actually does work um, so try that if you're not too sure so always carry a spoon in your makeup uh, makeup toolkit <laughs> oh definitely definitely I think you know I have had people over the years the the you know even sighted people that have said to me you know will you teach me how to put on my makeup and actually it's, it's quite a compliment because you know you're kind of sitting there thinking well I can't see and and you think to yourself that it's the easiest thing to do uh, to, to stand in front of a mirror and look at yourself and put it on. but if you really have genuinely no idea of what you're doing with it would be like somebody handing me a spanner and saying go fix my car um, you know I wouldn't know where to start so uh, it is one of those things that takes practice 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 but um, start off light and build up that's what I would always say definitely I think always like a nice champagne colour or something with a little bit of iridescence for the lid like a nice sort of like really pretty iridescent color like gold or whatever sort of thing you like obviously it depends on your skin tone and then maybe like more of a taupe or a dark like a little bit like a darker brown on the on the outer v and then just see how you go with that and then start bringing more colors into it as uh you know as you go along and then you can go with the you know the ambers the vintage like sort of pinks the rose gold the burgundies all the like all the colors that are in fashion at the moment and uh, you can really start having some fun um but certainly if in doubt always go back to those first eyeshadow colors that you started off with um and you know I've still got palettes that I had when I was younger that I started off with and I still love them just as much now and you know it's it's nice to go back to them sometimes because it's quite nostalgic and sometimes it's a little bit of a comfort thing so I think having some nice colors that you can use as base and you can always fall back to is always a good idea 
Yes, definitely. And I always think as well, you know, if you are kind of worried about, you know, putting on makeup, as we said, you know, get your eyelashes tinted, uh, stick on the clear mascara, but also, you know, have your eyebrows nicely manicured. Make sure your eyebrows are a good shape. Make sure there's no kind of gaps. And, you know, ask somebody if you can't see them properly. Go along and get them tinted. Um, It makes such a difference to your face because your eyebrows frame your face, don't they? Yeah, definitely. And it really can finish off a look. Um, And, you know, it's just nice because I feel like if your eyelashes have been manicured, you know, you could go out with just literally a colour on your lid and you don't have to do too much. I don't I think it's striking enough. Um, And you know me, I'm a big, big, big preacher about having your eyebrows done. Um, I don't care whether you're male or female. There's no excuse. I am someone who believes in good eyebrows and it's something that I always say on my blog. So if you're a follower of me, I would strongly suggest that you go and get good eyebrows because it's one of the things I stand for. So if you're a fashion artist follower, go and get the eyebrows done. Very go much so. I dragged my husband to get his, his eyebrows done, honestly. Um, and he's quite metrosexual about the whole thing now. He doesn't care. I mean, he'll admit to it, but um, he doesn't like the threading. It has to be the waxing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find it quite weirdly satisfying. It's, it's, it's a sharp pain, but it's it's good because, yeah, I'm getting my nice eyebrows back. Yeah, go on. It's like, you know, it's quite motivating. You know, it's, it's quite, it's, it's quite. I, I actually quite like the pain. It might sound quite weird, but I actually don't mind it at all. Like, I used to hate it, but I've had it done for so many years now, I don't mind it at all. Well, the more you get it done, the less you kind of feel the pain because the the area does kind of slightly uh, desensitise itself. I have to say, I'm more of a waxer than a threader and it's not because of the pain. Um, I just prefer to have that seriously smooth look. And I sometimes think with threading, uh, if you've got quite tough eyebrows, then, you know, it can actually just break the hair. So it might look like the hair has been completely plucked out but sometimes you know I think they grow just with me anyway Emily it tends to kind of grow back a bit uneven so I prefer the waxing I have to say but um, it's each to their own and uh, listen I'm so grateful to you joining me today and and you do know that if all else fails just get a facelift and some Botox and you'll be absolutely fine (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh oh yeah or just literally just get a nice sheet mask put it over your face and just be like this is just all I'm doing today a nice big sheet mask and then just that's it you know all else fails exactly I I sometimes think you know I'd just love to I'd love to come in with a paper bag over my head and just not bother but uh, it'll never happen it'll never happen I'm too much of a fashion a follower but uh, listen thank you so much for joining us in the program today it's been great to chat with you as it always is Emily so informative and obviously you're always updating your blog there's so much going on there uh, and loads of great you know tips for makeup and clothes and uh, there's everything there absolutely everything so if anybody wants to take a look what is the best way to do so so it'll be my blog address which is www.fashioneister.com which is spelled like f-a-s-h I-O-N-E-Y-E-S-T-A dot com. Um, you can also check out my Twitter as well and my YouTube and my Facebook. They're all linked on my website and also my podcast channel, which is called Fashionability as well. So there's plenty of places that you can uh, find me on. Fantastic. You're everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. And we'll speak to you again next week here in the Morning Mix. Speak to you soon. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.